following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Now get me Savior! New set of downs. Washington has first and 10 at the 15. Snap to Smith. Bringing five. Throws to Logan Thomas. Wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown, Washington. 45-yard attempt for Dustin Hopkins. Snap hold. Kick is up. And that one is good. Washington takes the lead in Pittsburgh. Way is ready. Hold. Down. Kick. And that one is also good. Dustin Hopkins. Three for three today. 23-17, Washington leads. All of his kicks are 40-plus yards. 17 seconds to tick off before the Dolphins from 1972 can crack open the champagne again. You know, in spite of some of the decisions I've made today, you know, they, 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 they played their asses off. You know, then this really does rank up there just because of the fact, that, you know, who we beat, we beat them in Pittsburgh. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, That you know, that, that's one of the story franchises as well in this league is... So to, to come in and, and win, you know, that was big for our guys. I'm real proud of them. Oh, you think? And admit it. You didn't think we were going to have a victory formation Tuesday show. I didn't think we were going to have a victory formation Tuesday show. No one thought we were going to have a victory formation Tuesday show. We got us a victory formation Tuesday show. And we, yeah, we need some special music for this today. What do we got in the vault? I'm talking about some winning. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. Sportsjourney.com radio network is on the air. Bob Matthews here with you. 23-17, the Washington football team beats the previously unbeaten Pittsburgh Steelers. Whew, how about it? We're going to go into the locker room, get you exclusive access with some of the key players from last night in just a few minutes. But first, we got to talk about it. Man. All right. My first thought after the game was that this completely flips the script. If the Giants had enjoyed their lock on the division, it lasted exactly uh, 24 hours. Because the paradigm has changed once again. And after getting that win last night, your Washington football team is alive and well for the division. Because, and again, we saw what the chalk meant last weekend, not much. But if the chalk holds from here on out, Washington has got a huge advantage schedule-wise over the Giants. Here's who the Giants have coming up. This Sunday, they got Arizona at home. Next Sunday, they got Cleveland at home. That's a desperate team looking to get into the playoffs and a team that is still probably right now thinking about trying to win, though the chances are still slim, still trying to win an AFC North title. They're back in it now with the Steelers' loss. Week 16, the Giants welcome The Ravens, well, actually, they go to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Again, a desperate team trying to get into the playoffs, so you know they're going to bring it. And then they've got a road game, or they've got a home game uh, against Dallas to finish the season up. As for Washington, we all know what their schedule is. 
San Francisco, of course, they're playing that one in Arizona this weekend. And after last night, you got to say, Washington's as good a team right now as the 49ers. 49ers without Jimmy Garoppolo, without uh, Kittle, and without Nick Bosa, and a bunch of other starters on the defense. So that one now, especially after last week, becomes a very manageable game. Come home to play the Seahawks. Yeah, they should be an underdog against Seattle. But again, in the aftermath and the afterglow of that win against Pittsburgh, you got to think the Red. Can you honestly say that the Redskins, excuse me, that the Washington football, see how excited I am? Go back to using the old name. Can you honestly say that Washington isn't going to, at least doesn't have a chance to beat Seattle? Then there's a home game against Carolina, and then you go to Philadelphia last weekend of the season. If the chalk holds, Washington should be, at the very least, going to Philadelphia knowing a win and they're in as NFC's champions. And don't forget that even if the Giants do keep winning, if the chalk doesn't hold with the Giants, Washington's only a game out of that last wildcard spot. And they've got some tiebreakers right now. Not all of them, but they got some tiebreakers against some of the teams. So while they would need help, they wouldn't need a huge amount of help. And if you look at the playoff machine schedule, if you look at the ESPN playoff machine tracker, it is also conceivable that they could be playing for a wild card slot on the uh, week 17. And now it's, uh, you know, with every week that goes by like this, you got to wonder, are they going to flex that uh, get Philly game to 405? I got a feeling they might. Here's why this was big last night. Um, it was not a fluke. And the reason I say it was not a fluke is because, number one, Washington was just as, if not more physical than the Steelers were last night. The Shazer Everett had a huge, big-ass hit. In the second half, uh, on on uh, who was it? I th- it was on one of the tight ends, and I think that that showed Pittsburgh that that Washington was there to play. I mean, Chase Young making that stop on on fourth and goal on this on uh, Benny Snell. Whew. And would anybody like to say now that Chase Young is not living up to the hype? I don't think so. But the most important thing. Biggest development last night to me, and I say this mainly because we haven't heard it before, but how about this? When the season started, one of the things that you would say about Washington is this team's not good enough to make mistakes. There's a very small you know, margin of error there. Team wasn't good enough to overcome its own mistakes. Couldn't beat, couldn't beat itself. And what happened? What did we see last night? In the first half, Jeremy Sprinkle not falling, not being able to come up with that fumble on the punt. And that was mainly because he thought the play was over. I mean, you look at it, he kind of let up, thought the play was over because the guy he'd called for a fair catch. Would have given Washington the ball early in the game in Pittsburgh territory. Dontrell Inman, when they went for it on fourth and one in the first half, and J.D. McKissick, uh, got blown up on that on that jet sweep. You know, Logan Thomas motioned in, became the quarterback. 
gave it to uh, McKissick on a jet sweep. Dontrell Inman didn't make the kickout block. Inman was stopped. Steelers got the ball on a very short field, scored a touchdown. Those kind of things they don't come back from before, didn't come back from before. And yet, they steadied themselves. They found their footing in the second half. And they were able to overcome a 14-point deficit. Alex Smith uh, taking the ball off the field. He said, and we'll talk, we'll hear from him in a few minutes. He said, hey, I was just, you know, trying to speed things up and whatnot. Well, that worked out, didn't it? Caught a break on that one. And then Cam Sims and Logan Thomas. I mean, you can't say enough about those two last night. Cam Sims might have single-handedly sparked that comeback with that big catch and run on third and 14 when Washington was backed up to what, it's five yard line or something like that. He, he catches it on the, on the wide receiver screen, almost falls down right there. You know, you saw him, he put his hand in the turf. He was able to steady himself and then ripped off about a 30 yard run there. And that got that first touchdown drive started. And then Thomas, I mean, Logan Thomas for all we, what have we said all year? Since the beginning of training camp, Washington didn't do anything to address the tight end position. They didn't do anything to address the tight end position. They didn't do anything to address the tight end position. And all year long, it's just been slow and steady improvement from Logan Thomas. And we've said it all year. You know, he's, he gets the job done. He does the job. He's not flashy, but he gets the job done. He's not George Kittle. He's not Gronk, but he gets the job done. He got the job done last night. Nine, I think it was nine catches on nine targets and 98 yards, or at least it was late in the fourth quarter. I'd have to check the final stats to see if he got if he got another one. I don't think he did. Uh, not only the touchdown, but then that huge catch to set up the first score. Uh, they got some breaks, you know, on that first touchdown that Peyton Barber ran in. They went for it on fourth and goal. It failed miserably. The play failed miserably. And thank God T.J. Watt was called for a hold on J.D. McKissick, get another chance, and they slammed the ball in. It wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but you know what it was? It was good enough to beat the 11-0 Pittsburgh Steelers last night. And that is a beautiful thing. So Washington now 5-7. and seven. Tied with the Giants atop the NFC East. They are behind the Giants, of course, because the Giants have the head-to-head. But the Giants have a much tougher road to hoe coming home than does Washington. We talked about the race to six or seven. And before Sunday, it was the race to six. I think now it probably is a race to seven. But just look at the schedule, and again, it's a lot it, – it, you can see it's a much easier path for the Redskins. I'm sorry, for the Washington football team. See how excited I am today? You look at the schedule. All you got to do now is hold the chalk. All the chalk's got to do is hold. Washington has a much easier route to seven wins, even if they – were to lose this Sunday and against Seattle. They've still got the easier road. They've got winnable games against Carolina and Philly. 
I think they have a very winnable game this weekend against the 49ers, considering the fact that, number one, the 49ers are beat up. Number two, they're coming off uh, as short a week as Washington is, technically a little bit shorter by a few hours. And then you've got the fact that uh, Washington is, Antonio Gibson aside, uh, healthier, especially on the side of the ball that's going to carry him, which is the defensive side. Uh, We haven't heard about Gibson yet today. If uh, it looked like a turf toe last night, if we hear anything, um, look for it on Twitter a little bit later today at Bob Matthews 965. I will tweet it out as soon as I hear. But it's setting up pretty good right now. So let's savor this at least for a few days. What you have here now for the next four weeks is meaningful December football. Forget about the record. I don't care about it. It's meaningful December football. And at the beginning of the year, we said that's what we wanted to see from this team. I think we will look back, and I have not been able to say this in a number of years, but I think we're going to be able to look back in a year or two and say this was the turning point. I really do. I'm optimistic now, and I have not been optimistic for a long, long time. The team, this organization now, at least on the field, is on the right track. Um, The, you know, non-disclosure agreement, secret non-disclosure agreement found notwithstanding uh, in federal court. That's a show for another day. Uh, But read the Washington Post today if you want to see it. But I'm optimistic about the way things are going on the field. The football side of things are trending upward. So let's get us some, uh, let's go into the locker room and talk to some players. Let's start with quarterback Alex Smith, who had one hell of a game. Final stats for him 31 of 46, 296 yards, one touchdown. Most importantly, no interceptions. Quarterback rating in 92.3 last night. And the first thing we all wanted to know. What was up with the bloody sock? You know, you, you get stepped on a bunch uh, as a quarterback, and, and especially that front leg. And, I, you know, you get kind of used to it, numb to it, and really it was the, 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 the visual when I looked down, and, and obviously, the you know, my spat was bloody, and I uh, could visually see the blood kind of pumping out. Uh, so I knew it was a good one. Um, he lucked out with the timing. It was right before half, so he was just kind of tape it up uh, until we got in halftime and we were able to kind of take better care of it so um never had one gush like that uh new, new for me but you know yeah thankfully it's not, not not serious at all so descriptive and also referring to it as a spat uh, i like that that's uh, very nice also uh just uh, asked uh, alex last night you know uh, coming out um struggled there in the first half and wanted to know we asked him what and when did they finally feel like things were starting to work offensively? I mean, I, we, we knew it was going to be a, a little bit this type of game. You know, they, they, they're one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, I think they lead the NFL in points off turnovers, and, and there were so many teams that I felt like gave up negative plays, you know, turned the ball over, you know, got frustrated and, and couldn't stay patient. For us, we talked about all week 
you know, being able to to ride through that. And, you know, there were going to be some tough patches and, and being able to, you know, play, take it one play at a time and, and not not get frustrated and not make the mistake uh, that this team's kind of feasted on. And I really that drive for half and we were able to kind of finally get some rhythm, uh, get some tempo going, you know, really felt like we had an opportunity. Uh, there were a couple of players there. I wish I had back, really felt like we could have had seven uh, instead of the field goal, but it was what we needed. Uh, I felt like to kind of get, get ourselves going to get that, get the points before half and give us obviously some confidence knowing we were getting the ball coming out for the second half. Now, as for the end of the first half, the cable, controversy as I, I guess you might call it by the way k-ball means the ball that the kicker uses uh, you might have noticed there after alex got sacked he had the ball that obviously he throws with takes that off the field so that they can bring on the special ball that the kicker uses because of some confusion there the clock actually stopped and it really led to the fact that you know that was pretty much the reason that Washington was able to get that snap off and kick the field goal, field goal right before the half ended. And for his part, Alex said he was not trying to pull a fast one on the refs, that he thought what he was doing, he was doing to help everybody out. And I knew we were going to hurry up, field goal. Um, you know, I was pretty upset with myself for taking the sack at that point, but I, I was running off trying to get that ball off so they could get the K-ball on. Um because usually that happens very seamlessly uh, with, with the changeover. But um, from what I understand, talking to the refs, I think there was a little bit of a problem with the COVID. You know, there's a, there's less people on the sidelines, less ball boys, and that wasn't as fluid. Um, so I w it was not intentional, really. I was just trying to, to, to speed up the process of, of us getting off and getting the K-ball on so they could go kick it. You know what? I'm fine with that. If that's what Alex said happened, that's what happened. Who am I to say any differently? All right, uh, how about Chase Young? We had one hell of a game. You saw it again, uh, despite not having a sack per se. Chase Young is a major influencer on the football field. And one of the things you saw was, you know, how good the play of Montez Sweat has been. Sweat's been a, a benefactor of Young being on the field all season long. So uh, the, probably the biggest play Chase Young made was blowing up Benny Snell on fourth and one on the goal line. You want to know what Chase saw when the ball was snapped? Well, here he is discussing. Yeah, I had uh, two two tight ends to me. It reminded me of kind of a, a, a duo kind of look. Um, but the Y was on the ball. They had a, a U off. We had a, uh, we had a bone look. I mean, the backer come up. Um, on, on the tight end inside of me. And I feel like I had somebody outside of me. So the, the tight end off, the you, I, in my head, I was like, you're going to have to choose. You're going to cho choose me or the guy outside of me. I, I feel like it was somebody outside of me. And uh, so in my head, I just said, all right, I'm going to shoot it. He's going to have to, he got to pick. So I just shot it. <clears throat> and he was kind of, he didn't know who to choose. So he ain't blocked me. So I feel like <laughs> that's why, that's why I made the play. Very uh, talkative, these players are after a big win like that. Imagine that. Uh, you might have seen uh, Aditi Kikinawa on NFL Network last night talking to Chase about some things that Baltimore exposed on the Steelers' defense uh, last week. We asked him about that as well, see if we could uh, get him to give up the secret sauce in what they saw on film. Just <clears throat> really a lot, just uh, schemes, um, certain guys' tendencies, 
Um, it's a list. I mean, I go down the line, but just I, I would say tendencies uh, of the offense and uh, certain things that I could do at a, at a different look that uh, Baltimore executed on. I feel like we, we, we did that tonight. I would say they did do that last night. How about some blood from Dustin Hopkins, huh? Three for three on field goals last night. The two big ones, well, the huge one at the end of the first half to get Washington on the board and then two to ice it down the stretch. Um, and it has not been the, the best of seasons for him, and he knows it. No, um, no obviously, this hadn't been the year I've, I've wanted to have. Um, and, uh, well, first of all, before I address that question, just glory to God for the, the opportunity and, and, you know, throughout circumstances, who I am and him doesn't change success or failures. So uh, it's been, it's been, you know, obviously tough to, you just have to trust the process of what has gotten you to, to where you are as an athlete. And so, um, well, I've missed you guys first and foremost, but um, you have to trust where you are as an athlete and, and what's gotten you there and, um, and just keep, keep trusting uh, who you are, what you've done and what you can be. Um, and it feels good to answer your question is, is, uh, and it's, I think it's a night for everybody in there. Uh, it was just such a, such a multiple phase win that we're going to remember that for a long, long time. I know, I know I will. And I think a lot of the other guys in there will too. Um, and we are fortunate tonight where there were, there was some breeze, but honestly, if you struck a pure ball, it was, it was flying pretty true. So, uh, I didn't have to try to do a bunch of crazy stuff with it. So that's, that's fortunate for Pittsburgh in December. And finally, how about Morgan Moses, uh, one of the longest tenured players on the team, obviously. And Morgan has been through the wars <laughs> with this franchise. And so we asked him last night, is this one of the high watermarks uh, for his career in Washington? And then how gratifying it is just to be able to take down an undefeated Steelers team. Um, it's something that we've talked about as a team. Um, Coach Rivera has talked about it as a team over the, the since we've been here is just uh, bringing the identity and uh, just playing all four quarters. You know, we started off a little bit slow, um, especially, you know, coming out in that second half. Um, but we were able to get back on track with a 17-play drive and, and get a touchdown. So um, it's just, you know, it's that it's identity who we are as a football team and, and as, our, as our head coaches as well. So there you have it. That is the scene from the locker room last night. A very happy locker room. Guys were scrambling to get to the podium. We're just, you know... Happy to stay as long as we needed them to. Team's got the day off today, physically at least. They'll do some meetings, and then it's back to the practice field tomorrow, getting ready for what is now an ultra-critical game against the 49ers. They will play that in Arizona. Remember, Washington gets to 7-7 seven and seven after week 14, or week 15, down the bye. Um, they are... The odds of getting into the playoffs are, if not 100%, really, really close. So let's see what happens. That's going to do it for us. we got to get out of here. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Talk to Coach Rivera and more. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, wear white.